Welcome back to uh, most everyone. We have like this uh, killer virus going around too right now that have infected some folks, but uh, it's great to see everybody. It's uh, as I was preparing the sermon, I was telling uh, Josh and Juliana, it came into my mind that, you know, we have injured folk here, so it, I've got to lower the amount of time in the sermon. There's only so much an injury can take, right? Um, so, but it is great to see uh, Sarah and Juliana. What is that? <laughs> Great to see them back here, and um, uh, always great. It's great having the Hoovers here, and we did. We have a great time. We get together, and there's just a lot of there's a lot of really serious times. There's a lot of goofing off too, you know, which is fun. Both of those are great, and uh, so hopefully your new year is starting out really well. I, I hope, and you know, that's very subjective. What really well is, okay? I don't know, um, but um, hopefully, you know, it's amazing how God. Uh, you may not be a like a New Year's resolution person, you may not be that, you know, some, some of you in here, though, you love that, like you love that brand new thing, and it's really cool, though, isn't it, the way God makes it, though, is it's, it, the calendar goes around every year, but every week, it's like that, there's beginnings and endings, isn't that really neat, no matter if you like New Year's and resolution and stuff, it's really cool the way God even created nature, cyclically and to know that hey there one thing will end and another will begin and sometimes it does give you just a little bit of kind of a boost to go okay yeah it's 2019 now it's great it's great to see Kim here man I feels like it's been like a year I look I'm like oh man there's Kim sitting right over there goodness gracious um if if this is kind of your first time here my voice doesn't normally sound like this okay it's so, I don't know, it feels, I, I've, I lost my voice like four or five days ago, and I don't feel sick at all, um, but it just hasn't come back. I, I woke up this morning to sound like Alex, you know, just deep. I was like, please, Lord, let me keep this deep, luxurious bass right here. It's, you know, I can't sing the high notes, but man, the low notes feel so good coming out, you know. Let's take a second right here. Um, you know, uh, w- what we want to do is before we jump in, um, There's one thing I'm absolutely convinced of is that um, as much as um, God wants us to be growing in our faith, there are plenty of things that Satan throws at us that tries to get in our way. All right. There there is Satan is after us. He's after me and you and our children and our families and our campuses. Believe that to be true, because it is okay. is is there is this and and there isn't anything that I think Satan wants us to to do, uh, you know, he wants us to do less of is he wants us to not hear the word of God. He wants us to not just not hear it, but not obey it. He wants us to not just hear. He wants us to be here and just passively go through and go, oh, okay, I don't like that song. I don't like, you know, and, and just kind of passively go through. And then he, you know, Satan be okay with us leaving here today and feeling like we're okay because we went to church on Sunday morning. Satan would be perfectly fine with that, okay? Um, but let's take a second, just Pray right where you are. Just I want to take a minute and just really pray. Um, pray that you'll hear God's word, okay? And that, that you'll hear it and it will cut through whatever it needs to cut through. And that it, God, whatever's in our way, all right, that God will just wipe it out, that we can be inspired and we can hear what God wants us to hear. So take a second right where you are and just pray. Uh, let's take a couple minutes to do New year, we're starting up. But, um, so Jacob mentioned it, a week from Monday, we'll start our 21-day fast, all right? This year's theme is by faith, all right? This is going to be our, this is going to be kind of like the theme for the whole year, 
is by faith, right? And uh, so we're going to jump in. We won't just do it cold turkey. We'll talk this Wednesday. We'll be talking in our family groups about these things, about our 21 days coming up, how to navigate it. You know, last year you might have gone through. Each year is kind of interesting because as you go through one, you kind of learn each year, right? Has anybody ever done one of these 21-day fasts and you felt like, man, I, like I got nothing out of it? Has that ever happened to any of you guys before? I mean, so, it's okay, right? We're going, you're not in trouble, all right? Uh, but it, doesn't it happen sometimes? You can go into things mindlessly. Um, you know, wh- one of the things that we're talking about as a church is having really a, a um, consistent time of fasting and prayer through the year. We're, we're asking everyone to fast and pray on the first day of every single month, all right, in order to thank God for what he brought us through. And in order to, for us to walk by faith in the month to come, okay? That's what we're really asking everyone to be a part of. But we've all done this before where you, you, ever, you wake up in the morning. Maybe you wake up the morning of the 14th this month and you realize, oh, it's the 21-day fast. You know, you're, you're sitting in the dining hall eating a cinnamon bun and you forgot you fasted from sweets, right? Oh, my goodness, I'm in trouble already, you know? Yeah, and, and so you, why do I say all that? It, it's because... Um, every year we learn. Remember, one of the things that we want to do is mature. All right, that, that's important. It's not going, oh gosh, I always mess this up. However you did it last year, mature this year. All right, look at it, it prepare more. All right, be more thoughtful, be more prayerful. We can always grow in that, all right, because this is really, because I know a lot of us in here, that 21 days, this is such a crucial part of the year of really, right, like setting your course for the year. So you can be thinking about that concept of by faith, of how we live. We're going to talk about that. We're going to start talking about it over the next little while here. Uh, you know, faith is one of those um, topics where it's like, okay, well, where do you start? Like teaching on that. Okay. It's like everywhere in the Bible. Every time you start something like, like this week, try to do your quiet times just on by faith, just things that are faithful or what, what God calls us to be faithful to. And, and you know, what's amazing about that is once you start thinking of something, you remember there's all these other areas where God is talking about it. It's not something to where you go, oh, I, I just got this. I think as I've studied this out more, I realize, boy, this is one thing I need more of all the time. Like all the time. I need more. There's never been a time I felt like I have a sufficient amount of faith. Have, have you ever been there? It's like money, right? I mean, you never, I don't think, get to a place where you're like, I got enough money right now. I have plenty. I don't need any more money, okay? It's you got to think about it and go, man, do I, do I ever feel like, no, I've got plenty of faith right now. Man, I always want more. I always need more. You know what's interesting about faith as we, just, as we just read through the Bible? And again, one of the things I would encourage everybody to do is you got to know the big picture of the whole Bible, right? Now, now, you may be a young Christian. You're going to keep, man, that's hard. That's 66 books. That's a lot to get through. How am I supposed to do that? Again, it's a journey. It's going to take time. Some of you guys have been disciples a long time. There's really not an excuse. There's no excuse to not know the big picture of the Bible, right? There's not an excuse to, to see what from Genesis to Revelation and be able to give kind of that 30,000-foot view of the Bible and tell the story. And the Bible tells so much of the stories about faith, right? We see in the Bible that faith, through faith the blind see. And, and you know, we're just kind of like, well, yeah, of course it does. I've read the Bible. That's cool. But what if you were the blind person and then you can see? Isn't it amazing? Sometimes we're just, we, we forget the awe of God. Yeah. Like to go, wow, that is absolutely amazing. The lame can walk. Somebody who can't walk, 
is able to walk again. Right? And, and that, that should blow our minds, all right? I mean, we, we do watch videos now with science. It's amazing what they do is you see folks who in years past would have been, would have been paralyzed from accident. Oftentimes, I've watched things from sporting injuries and stuff, and you'll see people who maybe have been diagnosed and they're in a place where they may never walk again, but then you see the videos where they start doing the rehab and they start walking, and everybody shares those. And they're inspired by those, and it's amazing. And, and I wonder, well, man, Jesus didn't have to do rehab on somebody, right. right? He's just like, no, just get up and walk. We're amazed that we can, like, take a step or two, right? This is amazing stuff right here. The lame can walk. Diseases are cured, right? You know, it's funny the, the Bible says about nature. Have you ever tried to figure this one out before? When Jesus said, you know, if you had faith like a little mustard seed, you could tell that mountain, to move and it would it would do that have you ever tried to figure that out like pondered that for a minute okay was jesus lying (laughs) well because i don't doubt anybody in here you have moved a mountain right i i know i haven't did jesus lie did we catch him in a little you know over exaggeration at that point i doubt it I, i don't i don't think we did i think he meant that's how powerful faith is like if you think about it, he says just a tiny little bit just a tiny little bit. And then if you start thinking about that, you go, well, what does a lot do then? Yeah. Like, what is a, if that little bit, I mean, you're talking about moving a mountain, right? Here's the thing is when you go home, they take your trash can, your garbage can, okay, and fill it full of dirt, all right, and then move it. Try to move it around, okay? That junk is heavy, all right? It is like a, just a bin full of dirt. You're going, oh, try to move that. And he's going, no, no, just a little bit of faith will move an entire mountain, Isn't that funny how even nature responds to faith, okay? Jesus even says this. He says, you know, not only the mountains, but he says the mulberry trees. I don't know what a mulberry tree is. (laughs) I don't know what a mulberry is, but you got to know it's something of a a fruit, I suppose. And he says that thing right there, that will even obey faith. And hopefully when we read the Bible, even like you, you may have read this thousands of times. I hope it still brings a sense of awe to us. To go, what, really? You, you mean that mountain would, hold up a minute. So, let me stop for a second and think through this, okay? And that's the part of faith, honestly, in a lot of ways we really like. That's kind of passive faith, right? Is this idea of, oh, yeah, I, I would love to be the guy who wasn't walking. And Jesus came and he was just kind of sitting there, you know, in a few different instances. He's just not doing a whole lot. And Jesus says, okay, get up and walk. And he walked. I love that, those stories of faith. Those are phenomenal, and the person that can't see, those are kind of like passive, right? It's like, yeah, and I don't know what what Jesus knew they knew. I don't know what they said to him or something, but in some way, shape, or form, he says, your faith has done this. Okay, I I don't know if they were, I I don't, we don't know. It doesn't give us the whole kind of thing, Um, but then there's, there's another part that makes, that kind of fills out what faith is, right? There's these parts where, by faith, people offered things. See, that's not passive. I, I, oftentimes we do. We like the passive things. And, and oftentimes we get caught up in, I wonder if God is going to do and heal this disease. Or if I wonder if God's going to heal this person. Or I wonder if, if God is going to go ahead and change this circumstance. And it's kind of like we get caught up in asking a lot of questions about a lot of passive things. And really the only answer we can give is if he wants to, he can like, I can't, there's nothing I get to go and do and manipulate God to do those things. But see, there's this other part of faith that we read about. And, and, and a lot of you guys are familiar. If you're not familiar with this, you go to Hebrew, in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. 
There's an entire chapter devoted to this, okay? And, and I'm going to let you study this on your own, okay? He, in Hebrews 11, we're going to be referencing it obviously often, all right? But when you go back, he talks often about, in Hebrews 11, the writer talks about the things that happen by faith. And it says, by faith, people gave offerings, right? Do you remember which of the, which of the brothers right at the beginning of the Bible, okay? So you had Adam and Eve, a little test for you right here. And one of the brothers, gave, by faith, gave a better offering. Do you remember which brother that was? It was Abel, right? I'm not able to know that. Very good study technique right there, right? And so it's that idea of, of it said Abel by faith. You go, well, what was that all about? Because this, this word faith is so interesting. What you to think about it is, is um, you know, it, it's so, it can be just like one of those Christian words, right? Like you could be in fellowship with somebody. Go, how's it going, man? Making it by faith. What does that mean? <laughs> like, really? Well, I don't know. I don't know. What does that mean? Okay. I know it can mean something. I'm not, I'm not just trying to, now we're all going to be tense in the fellowship. Like, oh, not, not by faith. I'm not good by faith. Um, but I think the thing about this is, is oftentimes we haven't thought long enough or prayed enough to know, hold on, what is that word? And it's a really interesting little word because it embodies a lot, really, but at its core is this idea of, of trust, that there's something that goes along with it. It's not just a religious word necessarily, okay? And so it's this idea of Abel gave an offering because he trusted, all right? It, the Hebrew word actually is more secure, like he was secure, all right? He knew I'm going to be okay so I can give the best of what I've raised, all right? Because I'm going to be okay. That's, that's at the heart of faith. That's what it's saying. I, we'll be okay because of God, okay? Now, just think about this. Is that idea of, wow, um, do I give faithfully, okay? I, I'm not talking about money necessarily. I'm talking about just anything where there's enough thought given because when there's thoughtlessness, there really isn't much faith. We don't react faithfully is what I'm saying, right? I mean, really, we, that's not our first instinct. But by faith, somebody else made an offering too. In, in Hebrews 11, it gives us a whole history. Do you remember who else was asked to go and give something? Abraham did with who? Isaac, right? Where, where this is, the stakes are higher. All right, it's not an animal anymore. It's not just that you might not eat. This is none of the son, Abraham, the son that you love. I want you to go and sacrifice him, okay? Thoughtlessness says absolutely not. Thoughtlessness and faithlessness says, well, no, no, he can't really mean that. That's just symbolic. He doesn't really mean to go and do that. Why would he give it? And it's interesting, you'll read in Hebrews 11 that, Abraham's faith helped him to reason that God would still give him Isaac. Like he reasoned faithfully. Okay? It's interesting. By faith, people give. By, by faith, people obey. By faith, people obey. It said Abraham, when he was told to go, he didn't know where to go. He didn't know what was ahead. But by faith, he went. Why? God, I'm going to be okay. 
you said to go, so I'm going. I'll be okay by faith, by trust, by security, right? People obeyed. And we want to think about this because, again, isn't it easy to just, you've been here long enough to know, okay, I just need to obey, I just need to obey. But chances are, if you haven't thought in terms of faith, your level of obedience probably has dropped a little bit. Okay, because it's easy just to be religious again, right? By faith, people built things. I mean, Noah built a boat by faith. All right? Here's the thing that stood out to me about this. Okay? This may be entirely unspiritual. Faith is nonsensical. Faith doesn't make sense. In fact, faith puts you in a place almost where you could look foolish. Can you imagine... Noah building a boat and it never rained? That he built this thing and he's going, guys, I'm telling you, you built this boat. And and 10 years later, his neighbor's out like, you know, tilling the yard, you know, or whatever they do back then. I don't know what they did, you know. But faith doesn't necessarily make sense. Why, Why do I say that? A lot of times we take as a marker for what God is asking that it's something that must make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it makes sense. So that's what God wants. And it's amazing. Oftentimes God asks us, his will is to do the very opposite of what we think makes sense. Right? And so that's one of the really important things is we're kind of navigating our life. If our, if our, barometer if our if our you know compass is telling us okay god's will and what makes sense to me are the same thing we won't probably live by faith all right we probably won't okay but that makes total sense to do that okay total sense to the world is not total sense to god okay noah would have gone god that makes no sense that's ridiculous are you kidding me i've got better things to do than make a boat but by faith he did it People chose hardship, right? Hey, you, listen, I mean, that's one of those things where oftentimes we would go, hold on a minute. My life will be harder if I do this. That must not be what God wants. But seriously, I mean, think about it. I mean, this is, this is how we interact oftentimes is, man, if my life is going to be easier, then that means that's what God wants. If my life is going to be more prosperous, that must be what God wants. Right? And he said that, that uh, Moses chose hardship instead of, instead of giving in to just being included in the world. Okay, th- these are things, right, you got to sit down and go, wow, hold on a minute. Um, this, this is us right here. But he said, by faith, Moses said, I'll choose something harder. Right? I'm not going to take the easy way out. I'm not going to just, I'm not just going to take the path of least resistance through my life. I'm going to take, by faith, trust, security, right? It's that one thing that goes with faith is I'm going to be okay, right? And we've got to, this is the question. We've got to dig in, right? Somebody walked in off the street to your workplace tomorrow where you're, you know, hanging out, wherever you are, and they were to go, listen, what does this faith look like in your life? You know, would, would we have an answer to give them? Would, would we have a, a, and not an answer that confused them more, but an answer of, no, this is, I've thought through this today. Like I've thought about faith today, right? I've thought about the, 
that, like what's going on in my day. I've thought faithfully about this, right? What does faith look like in our life? You know, it's interesting. Paul wrote this. He said this crazy line. Again, if you never stop long enough in the Bible, this, this is weird. Like if, if you just walked in and started reading the Bible and you go, Christians are supposed to walk by faith, not by sight. What kind of crazy people are you? That's ridiculous, right? I mean, this is the last thing I want to do, right? I mean, go, go walk around with your eyes closed. That's insane. What did you say? Bird box. That's that the new thing, right? I want to see that. That's, uh, that looks good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I knew I was going to get some kind of, uh, you know, contemporary thing in here. <laughs> so hip. I can't help it. <laughs> but it's this idea. Think about this. Is we're indoctrinated into like this religious culture. And we're like, oh, we walk by faith, not by sight. And it becomes like this, like almost piece of artwork that you put up, you know. And, and going, you know, if somebody didn't know anything about Christianity and they read that, they go, that's the weirdest thing I ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> walk by, that's not wise at all. That doesn't make any sense at all. All right. It's funny. Faith sees through circumstances into the future. Right? Faith sees through that. In Hebrews 11, one of my favorite parts of Hebrews 11, he says that those who are walking by faith, he goes, they had their eyes set on a city that God was the architect of. Right? Isn't that awesome? Faith sees through whatever hardship is going on. Right? Faith sees through that. And you may go, well, that never worked for me before. Here's what I'm going to say is, is God doesn't fail. Oftentimes, we want very quick answers. Like, I want to think about it, I want to get up, and I want to be king of my day. All right? Listen, I, I just will tell you this, is this won't, quote-unquote, work when Jesus isn't king. Yeah. And, and what king means is, is that we do what he says to do, that we're learning about the king, that we're obeying the king. If I just want an answer, it probably I'm going to be, get very frustrated. By this, we walk by faith, not by sight. Let's turn over here in our Bibles. Let's dig into this. This is, uh, again, a story that many of you guys may be familiar with. Um, some may not. I don't know. Um, you may have heard it. You may have seen, you know, the Veggie Tale about it. Um, let's start a. I don't know. I won't get on a Veggie Tale rant. So we're going to jump right in here. Matthew 14, verse 22. Okay, Okay. so, so let, let's kind of paint the picture here as Matthew writes this. Um, the Gospel of Matthew, and really none of the Gospels, um, are written like chronologically in terms of like this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, in that way. But there are pieces of it where we see things happening concurrently, like one after the other. And right here you have this idea that Jesus' cousin John the Baptist was beheaded. He was killed. Okay, um, As Jesus was trying to get some time away, the crowds came to him and he fed them. Right? He fed 5,000. Right? And then once that was all over with, he sent the people away. And he sent his guys away. He's like, y'all get in a boat and get out of here. I'm going to pray for a while. And he goes to pray, right? And uh, in verse 22, we pick it up there. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. 
After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already over a mile from land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Around three in the morning, he came toward them, okay, walking on the sea. Right? That's that part of the Bible, right? Where it's like, oh, he's just walking on the sea. <laughs> I've never seen anybody walk on the sea before. That'd be the coolest thing in the world or scariest, right? I mean, because at night and, and, and the disciples saw him in verse 26 and they were terrified and they said, it's a, it's a ghost. They cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them and he says, have courage. It's I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. Beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him and said, good job, Peter. <laughs> You're awesome, man. I mean, you got to love this. Uh, I was about to say, uh, listen, I'm getting better this year at, at just catching my thoughts before they come out, okay? So <laughs> Jesus said, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? That's what Jesus said, right? How many of us in here, you get your feelings hurt if Jesus said that? <laughs> Wouldn't you go, come on, man. Can't you look what I did right? You know, we, we do, oh man, we do this with Christianity so much where it's like, Man, unless you got to tell me 10 good things before you can correct me one time. I'm going, Jesus didn't follow that. Right? He had one thing to say. You of little faith. Why did you doubt? And I, you know what I do? I go, what about those dudes? They're in there cowering. I'm out here walking to you. You know I mean? What's your problem, Jesus? I wouldn't say that for real. Adam would say that, but I wouldn't say that. Okay. And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him and said, truly, you are the son of God, right? And thank God Peter went out there and did that, not us. So we don't get in trouble, right? But here's the funny thing about that is um, this is one of the richest, like, like word, I mean, just the visualization of this, okay? If you've never been out on the water at, at night, like a large body of water, night, like it's water's scary at night for some reason. I, I don't know. It just yeah. seems... In the ocean, water's always scary because everything in it wants to kill human beings, okay? <laughs> but the thing is, at night, and then you add on a storm. I mean, this really is something. And they weren't like in a little tiny, like just rowboat. I mean, they're fishing boats. Their boats were a little bit bigger. They were able to withstand this. But it was scary. All right, it was scary. And immediately, we can kind of insert ourselves into this story because we all would go, yeah, yeah, I know what it's like to be scared. I know what it's like to be fearful. I know what it's like to... to feel like I'm going to die at any second. I know what it feels. I know. I get that. All right. We all kind of, it's, it's so great because we can insert ourselves directly into this story. You go, yeah, I felt that before. I don't think there's anybody to go, what? What is being scared like? <laughs> That's a new one to me. You're like, no, man, we live in it constantly. Okay. It's fascinating here though, um, is Jesus starts out and he says something that we hear over and over and over again, right? In the Bible. Mm-hmm. Is he says this thing, have courage, don't be afraid. Okay? That may be the singular thing that we've got to take with us is to go, if that's not what we're hearing, like oftentimes what our 
brains tell us, what Satan tells us, what the world tells us is this is too scary to handle. Like what's about to happen is too scary. You can't handle this. All right. And understand that is the opposite of what Jesus is teaching. Okay. That's the only way we're going to be able to grasp faith is Jesus saying the exact opposite It's going, listen, when you're scared, you've got to hear, I am with, don't be afraid. Okay. Even when it makes no sense. Right. All right. Now, is it easy? Like, is it easy to just snap your fingers and, and be done with it? No, it isn't easy, but it's this idea of, man, we've got to work to get there. And, I'm, and if we don't ever, like, meditate on this, think about this, like, run it through our heads, then chances are we aren't going to react this way, okay? It's, it's like practicing for anything, practicing for a sport, practicing, you know, in karate or whatever is uh, we don't react the right way oftentimes. We've got to practice it over and over and over and over and over again. So when the stimulus comes in, we respond, Hold on a minute. I hear the voice of Jesus at this point, right? And Peter says that, and, and, and he says, listen, which would be awesome. You're sitting next to Peter. Could you imagine? She says, hey, if it's you out there, tell me to come to walk to you, right? That, that's amazing because he, he asked this question that is at the heart of faith. Because we can have faith in lots of different things. He says, hold on a minute. If it's, if it's you, Jesus, then I can do that. If it's you, because I know you, I know what you can do. In fact, just yesterday, we saw you feed 5,000 people. I know what you can do. If it's you, command me to come out there, right? If it's you, okay, he didn't have, like, he didn't have his New Testament to have a quiet time with that morning, okay? He, he's really in this new, newish relationship with Jesus. But he had seen enough to go, man, if that's Jesus, guys, guys, if that's Jesus, Check this out right here. Please tell me to come to you. Okay. Now, foolishness would say, I'm not, you know, he goes, I'm not asking him. Check this out. Jesus out there. I'm going to walk out and show you guys how I walk on water. No, no, no. You're going to sink. Okay. But he talks to him and Jesus says, yeah, come on. And he does it. And, and we always have to give Peter a break, right? Because we can always like remember Peter for the guy that sank, but he was the only guy that walked. He was the only one that stepped out of the boat. But as we insert ourselves into this, here's, the, here's what we got to take away from it, is that really from a standpoint of just our life in general, we also know what it feels like to kind of just sit still in a boat, okay? And not in the actual boat necessarily, but we know the boat for them at this place was this is safe. Like outside of the boat is not safe. In the boat is at least safer, Okay, and let's just stay here and hold on for dear life. We we can like relate to that, right? Like safety. Okay, that's almost what all of us do naturally, like instinctively is whatever's going to give us the least amount of pain and the most amount of security is what we go towards. Okay, in everything. Think about it relationally even. Why, Why do we drop our standards relationally oftentimes? Because I'm scared I'll be alone, right? I'm just scared of something. All right, that we, we do this in so many different ways, okay, is, is this idea of going, no, no, I just, I want less pain, and so even relationally, let me find an easy relationship that's going to be not painful, and then I won't be alone, All right? Let, let me find the easy way through life. Let me go through life not being rejected. Let me go through life not being a failure at anything, All right? That's a big one for all of us sitting in here, right, is the fear. I don't want to do something that I'm going to fail because then people will make fun of me. 
And I'll look like an idiot. And people will laugh at me. And then they'll talk, look at that dude, okay? And here's the truth of the matter is, though, is the whole point of this is there was one guy that got to experience this. Right? Everyone else is sitting here going, no, I'm not going to be the guy that fails. I'm not going to be the one that does that. I'm not going to be that person. And here's the thing about this is because there's an instinct in us to be pain-free and safe. And faith is saying, no, 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 listen, you can trust me to do things. You can trust me to obey. You can trust me, all right? So here's the interesting thing. You could take this analogy like millions of different ways. Like, what is the boat? What does the boat mean to you, right? What, what is this boat? Here's the thing. In the, really, I think in the southeast, the boat for us is just religion. It's just being a good person. It's just going to church. That's the boat, right? Is, is the, the worst thing anybody could possibly say is, I'm not sure if Jesus is your Lord. I'm not sure if you're a disciple. We're going, man, don't ever say that. I go to church. What? Listen, in the, there's nothing easier in the whole week than sitting somewhere watching a show. You know? Oftentimes people go, well, I'm going to find the church that has the least amount of time I have to sit there. Now, certainly there's like a, there's a limit, right? Okay, I mean... You know, you get into four or five or six hours, I'm sure it's like, okay, come on, let's go. Okay. But, but the thing about it is, is, is we, there's this boat of just being religious. Like, like, what can I do and just be okay? Have you ever thought that before? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what can I do and I'll just be okay? Uh, all right, well, like a good person. And then there's this other thing that we really love to say, okay? One of the things that we love, we want so desperately is we want just authenticity, right? You use that word a lot. Like, I don't go to that church because they're not authentic. I, I, want, I want transparency and vulnerability and all these words, right? And we almost praise when we're going, oh, but that, you know, that person's real and vulnerable and transparent and authentic. That's not the question. The question is, are you faithful? Yeah. You, you see, the difference is we can praise something that's not faithful. Yeah. Just me coming up here and being vulnerable with you doesn't make me faithful. All right. And sometimes we, we have elevated kind of like our our worldly like glossary to this place where we're like authenticity is what it is to be a Christian. No, it's not. OK, because then what we hide behind is that boat of going, well, I'm not perfect and no one else is perfect. And I just want a group of people to get around and talk about how we're not perfect. Amen. That's not church. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's not church. All right. And, and we can't keep looking for that. You can find it in plenty of places. You can. You go find it all over the place. Let's sit in a boat with a bunch of people all saying we're not perfect and pat each other on the back for our humility. Instead of going, hold on a minute, authenticness isn't the goal. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability isn't the goal. Okay? Transparency isn't the goal. Now, if somebody is vulnerable and faithful, that's different. When you're authentic and faithful, that's different. When you're, trans- when you're faithful, okay, that's different than we're just not perfect. Isn't that great that we're all together and not perfect? That's awesome. This is what church should be. We're all together and not perfect. Don't say you're not perfect, Liz, because I'm not perfect, and we can't really talk to each other about anything, all right? Except the point is, is this, is this idea of this boat will keep us in this just this mess of unfaithfulness. And then we'll want lots of people around us to go, hey, you know what? That dude, he's so prideful stepping out of that boat. He's so arrogant stepping out of that boat. He thinks he's perfect and we're not perfect. Right? No, man. He said, Jesus, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I want to go be with that guy. Right? It's going to be great. Okay? And so it's that idea of 
you know, are we just kind of like cruising? I don't know where you are. This is, this is like what you got to do. You got to go and read through this and pray and, and dig in and go, hold on a minute. Is there like this little boat I'm kind of like cruising through the world in? And I'm just hoping that God, like I'm looking for the sign of prosperity and the sign of all things that make sense because that's what God wants in my life. And, and as long as I'm safe and secure and pain-free, it must, I must be doing God's will. Right? Is that the boat, okay? And he's saying, hold on a minute. Um, we've got to, like, step out. You've got to step out of that boat. Right? Here's why this is fascinating to me. This is the power of this. Faith honors God. Right? Right? Faith honors God. Okay? It doesn't honor God for us to panic like the world panics. That doesn't honor God because what the world says is... is you say you follow a God who's perfect and powerful and almighty and loving and uh, gave him his son up to be saying, you're panicking? Faith, see, faith honors God. This is why we have to think through this. If we want to honor God, if we want glory to be brought to God, we have to think about walking faithfully, walking with trust, walking with security. Faith glorifies God, right? And, and that's really an important thing as we kind of make our way through a day is to go, you know, what part, like, am I just living my day like on autopilot? Like, I don't really think about what would be a faithful decision. It may be a conversation you need to have and you're not having, right? It may be a stand you need to take that you're not taking. It may be a sin you need to repent of that you're not repenting of, right? It may be just laziness. It may be compl- It may be something, and you, you absolutely know it, and when you hear it talked about, you hunker down further in the boat, all right? Instead of going, hold on a minute, but, but Keith, if, if I come out here, and I talk about this, and I like put one foot out of the boat, and I start thinking, and I really get my heart wrapped around, God, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you, and I'm really like going in that direction, I could really look foolish in front of everybody, that's that's true. That that's absolutely true. Right? This I could I could mess up. Right? I could I could not be perfect at this faith thing. Right? I just have to tell you that's part of this. Yeah. That there's no way around it. There's not like a ticket to go. No, no, no. Let me tell you a secret so you won't be scared at all about overcoming fear. Right? Did you catch that? Did you make sense a little bit? Yeah. Oftentimes we want a secret to not be scared overcoming our fear. No, 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 no. That's why you're scared. Because to come out of it is a little bit scary. All right? And that's what we're going to talk about over the 21 days. We're going to be talking about this over the years. That idea of like if you're hunkering down in the boat and there may be different areas you are, is we're going to help each other to go, hey, come on out a little bit. Come and sit on the bench for a little bit. Come on up here and walk to the side, okay? Come on over here. Listen, you can do better than walk on the side. You can put your foot over this, okay? And let's work on that together, all right? Because faith honors God. Faith, and I think everyone in here, you would say, man, if, on my, if we were, somebody was talking, giving my eulogy, what greater thing could be said than he honored God with his life? He on, that person honored God. And glorify God, right? But it takes like this starting point, and there's some fear involved. There may be some discomfort. That's what's great about the 21-day fast. No one likes discomfort, right? Did anybody here ever get a little bit anxious before we start fasting? 
I don't, I don't know. I, I do. Like the night before, if I'm thinking about it, I'm going, I get a little bit anxious. Like I don't like feeling hungry. Yeah. I, I know you're thinking that dude has got the body fat percentage of like 1%. Okay. There's no way he has a problem with it. I do. Okay. Just, you know, I'm just being vulnerable, transparent, and authentic. Okay. Just, that's what I'm trying to do here. Um, but, but here's the thing. We're going to finish up Romans 14. Um, th- this is the kicker right here. Okay. This is, this is the kicker. Because he, here's, here's what, as I read about following Jesus, okay, what is, what is kind of spoken of through all of his stories and all of it is this idea of, you know, you could actually go, go through your life like going through the motions of following Jesus. And to, and to the world around you, it may actually even look like that to a certain degree. You may even make some decisions because you're maybe ultra, like, just driven and all that kind of stuff. But there's something about it. He says, no, no, like, what, why you're doing this does matter. Okay. Like, if you're just not going to eat because it's healthy. Okay. It, you, listen, fasting from food and not eating because it's healthy is the same action. Right. One is faith-based and one is worldly. I'm not saying that you don't, can't have a healthy lifestyle, but it's the idea of there are oftentimes we can do spiritual things and there's no heart behind it. There's no, we're not motivated. We hadn't thought enough to be motivated by it. Here's, here's the thing. In Romans 14, he's been talking about this idea of eating meat, not eating meat, all of these different things. Um, Romans 14, verse um, 23, but whoever doubts, he says, stand condemns if he eats because he uh, because his eating is not from a conviction, and everything that is not from a conviction is sin. Okay, sometimes that word is, is, is uh, translated everything not from faith is sin, okay? And, it's, and, and again, you guys know me, it's like we're cherry-picking this verse, and you go, but Keith, all he's talking about here is meat eating. That's all he talks about. That's false. That word everything is everything. Okay, Let, don't don't walk yourself out of this going, oh, but Keith, you know, like the context says, I'm like, yeah, I get the context. Everything that is not from a conviction or not from faith is sin. That's the kicker for me. Okay, because there's a lot of things me and you see that's scary. There's a lot of situations we're embarking on in our lives in a lot of different areas that look scary. Right. The answer isn't just let me figure out the right answer and hope that that's what God's answer is for me. But have I made a decision in faith? See the difference? And it takes some thought. It takes some prayer. It takes some study. It takes some talking. It takes some talking in our family groups and our small groups and all these things. Because I would bet you um, we all are together in a few things. We certainly aren't perfect, right? We already agreed on that. <laughs> but we all must mature in our faith too. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. We need more of this, right? And remember this. This is the thing. We, last year we talked about the gospel. We talked about discipleship. We talked about community. We talked about disciple making. See, here's the thing. is the fuel for faith is the gospel. That is the why. He's the object of our faith, right? We can't know too much about God. We can't be too in awe of God, right? Because that's the, he's the object.
of our faith.